The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a terrific Tuesday here from the star in Frisco in the SWBC studios. This is Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. It is a Talking Tuesday, gentlemen. We are going to talk to Cowboys Nation. Give us a call, 888-855-2297. Once again, it's 888-855-2297. We'll take your call starting in the second Period, second segment alongside Isaiah Stanback yet again, Patrick Nosey Walker. We've got Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yomas. Gentlemen, how we doing? Been better. Why is that? Well. Something happened this weekend? Yeah. I hurt you a little bit? Yeah. You still still feeling bad from it? Well, it just sucks. I'm not going to be able to see you guys every day. I know it hurts. That's trash. It hurts because of many reasons. That's one of the reasons. Mm-hmm. I started going through the pictures last night. I posted it on on IG. I felt a sad face. Put when it on. It. You 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 felt a sad, I face? Felt a sad face. Me too. I like <clears throat> at the end of the year. I usually put together a little montage of pictures or whatever, and I put it up on Instagram last night. And it's just like, man, wow, that went by real fast. Went by real quick, and just like that, it's done. Uh, I'm just over here trying to figure out. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, what are you stirring up over there? I'm not stirring up anything. Are you stirring up trouble? I'm not stirring up anything. Apparently, it sounds uh, like you are. I'm not. <laughs> you know, we're, we're still. Is it a little with, bit uh, of nationwide trouble that you're stirring up over there, sir? We're, we're just sitting I'm not talking here. About uh, either. We're just sitting here <laughs> dealing with uh, dealing with the loss of you know back in uh, Santa Clara, Santa Clara that the Cowboys had, and mm-hmm. still kind of going through the, the grieving process of that as we start to unfortunately try to turn the page to the off season that has now arrived earlier than we would have liked or anticipated, but, you know, also later than the haters anticipated. So True. But that said, um, you know, and, and we said it yesterday, 100% uh, honorable and, and noble for Dak Prescott to step up and say, hey, those two interceptions were 100% on me, uh, saying how he has to do better, saying that he will go into the offseason and, and virtually guaranteeing that the interception number that he put up this year will not occur in 2023. Um, and... You know, I wrote the article basically detailing the things that went wrong in San Francisco. You know, the science is the science and, and giving Dak a salute for taking accountability. And we put the article out on Twitter. And instead of everybody taking it as, hey, Dak Prescott took accountability. Everybody's like, oh, the team is throwing him under the bus. Where, where's the bus? I don't I don't see the bus. But, you know, Twitter's going to Twitter. Twitter's are going to Twitter. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. I know what you mean, no see. Yeah. But what's crazy is what's even more hilarious as this grows into its own thing. Because, first of all, I I know how the game works. I get the game. Um, You know, the the guys that – what's the name of that show? Uh, First Fake. Okay, so that show. Mm. So I know their formula. Um, You know, uh, Pat Fugazi, I know his formula. I mean, I know the formula, right? So the formula is for them to look at the trending topics, whether they care about it or not. And then they formulate segments off of it, 
so that that can generate, you continue to stir up the hive. And, you know, you get the people who are angry and you get them angrier, not realizing or maybe realizing that those people didn't read the, the article in the first place anyway. Because had they read it, they mm-hmm. would have seen <laughs> that it detailed all of the things that went wrong on offense as a whole. But you didn't read the article. Hell, you didn't even read the tweet because if you read the tweet, then you yeah. know there are quotation marks in the tweet that says Dak Prescott, Dak on lost to 49ers. It doesn't say no C on Dak on lost to 49ers, <laughs> right? So for those who read the tweet appropriately, for those that read the article and continue to follow the science and have followed the science uh, up to this point, and thankfully we'll continue to follow the science, I thank you. We love you uh, here at Talking Cowboys. We love you. Um, here at DallasCowboys.com, and and I love you for following the Science Lab that comes out weekly and will continue to into the offseason. But just wanted to kind of get that off my chest. It's it's sad that this is the society we're in, but it's the society we're in and really could have been resolved by one or two people just simply reading what was right in front of them Mm -hmm. instead of reading what they think they saw because they're upset in the moment, and they need somebody to attack. But and if you want to see the tweet yourself, it's still up yeah, there up because there it's because nothing's wrong, nothing with, wrong it. with it. Uh, it so. was tweeted yesterday, 10.48 p.m. Or no, excuse me, on Sunday at 10.48 p.m. It's uh, It's got Dak Prescott looking down at a tablet. That's the, the photo that's mm-hmm. on the article. It's actually a good article. I really liked it. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Because I actually read it. Because because you hey this is this is a social media sides. lesson for everybody. Yeah. How about you click the article and then you read the article mm-hmm. before you retweet and you start but providing opinions what, on the article. One hundred percent. And here's what makes it even more more sad is that even if you are a headline replier, which is, that's just bad. Don't be a headline replier. That that's just one of the worst types of human <laughs> beings. But even if you were, what about a, a, a GIF uh, a replier? <laughs> Somebody that just replies in gifs. You think that's a good thing? I think it's awesome, actually. I think that could be kind of funny. <laughs> that's, that's all Isaiah yeah, does on Isaiah, Twitter. That's why, he's defending <laughs> that's why he's defending it. But, yeah, even if you had just read that headline, then you notice it says Dak on lost to 49ers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Dak is taking his accountability. So what everyone should be doing um, while the collective of Cowboys Nation is – grieving it and trying to move forward into the offseason to see what needs to happen in 2023, to see what will or will not happen for 2023. Um, give a salute to Dak Prescott. I understand that he made those mistakes, and we pointed out those mistakes, and we'll continue to point out those mistakes, and he's pointed out those mistakes himself. But for him to be able to stand forward, stand up and say, hey, you know what, that's on me, again, that's honorable, that's noble, and that's a leader, and that's what you want leading the locker room going forward. So now it's just a matter of fixing the issues. And he's already getting to work on that. So, you know, bottom line, read the article or shut up. <laughs> There's the line. There you go. Yeah. How about that? All right. Let's. Uh, and maybe don't start fights courtside. Yeah, that's probably a good one, too. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some of the the next day observations. I'm sure everybody here has gone back and watched the film. Everybody here has gone back and maybe gotten some ounce of sleep of, of thinking about what's going on uh, and what went on with the Cowboys. But, Isaiah, now that you've had a, a little bit to stir on it, what's still the number one takeaway for you in the loss to the 49ers? You gave them extra opportunities. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, you, <clears throat> we, we've, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but we, we talked about yesterday how 
you shut down Bosa, you shut down four of their top five weapons, and you still find a way to lose the game. That's just something that you just can't do. Right. It's not foreseen. That's not if anybody would put that on paper and say you're gonna shut down, shut down the number one sack leader in the, in the league, and you're gonna shut down four of the top five weapons for San Francisco. That's a dub. Mm. That's a dub, and it wasn't. And you have to go back and analyze why it wasn't a dub. I think we all know that everybody, you can always sit back and say everybody could have played better. Every, every, nobody grades out at 100% unless you're a kicker. Um, that wasn't the case either. Mm. Uh, but, you know, Dak already admitted we're not going to keep beating Dak in, into the ground. There's things that he has to improve on. And, and I think there's things right. that he can do to, uh, to put his teams in better situations. Um, and the organization will do what they can to put this organization and this team in the future in a better predicament to win the ball game. And that's you lose I mean, you 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 learn more in losses than you than you learn in wins. Right. And I just my hope is that Dak, this offense in its totality, this defense, you know, there's things that they can learn from this year as well, obviously. Um, they didn't turn the ball over the way in which they wanted to turn the ball over. They didn't do it like they did last year. Um, I think they were more effective in certain areas. They're going to improve upon their rush defense. Right? There's Everybody has work to do right. to contribute to potential wins in the future. Um, and now this is the time when everybody goes back to the lab. And you identify your issues. You identify the points in, the, in areas that you can that you need to address. And then you address them. It's definitely back to the drawing board for the Cowboys. Um, I mean, there's a lot of of uh, opportunity for improvement to be taken away, like IRS is, is saying. Um, and in that same breath, there, thankfully, it's not about um, rebuilding or or blowing everything up. Um, you you have uh, one of the better draft classes that you've acquired in recent history in the 2022 draft class from Tyler Smith to Sam Williams, you know, obviously question mark still on Jalen Tolbert, but go down the list to Deron Bland, um, Damone Clark. I mean, you know, Peyton Hendershot as an undrafted guy, Jake Ferguson as a fourth rounder. I mean, the list goes on and on. So tons of promise when you add that up against, you know, uh, you know, acquiring Michael Parsons in in the first round and, you know, previous to that CeeDee Lamb. So your, your draft formula is, is magnificent. Mm -hmm. Is it perfect? No, it's not perfect. There are 32 teams in the league and no draft strategy is perfect. Every team has an albatross or two around their neck. We're like, Oh, we shouldn't have done that. But when you have the the hit rate that the Cowboys have draft wise, that that remains something to be excited about. Um, So they're building the right way as far as how they're building through the draft. Um, You've seen them now really get out there in free agency, maybe not as much as a lot of people would like to believe, but we talk about the addition of Jason Peters, mm-hmm. uh, Anthony Barr, uh, um, give me another one, T.Y. Hilton. Um, the list goes on and on. And then previous to, to this year, J. Ron Curse, Malik Hooker. I mean, they're making moves in free agency that are putting pieces. Jonathan Hankins, the acquisition, mm-hmm. that, uh, the trade acquisition this year. That's what I was looking for. So they they're addressing positions of need and they're throwing talent at it via the draft and by way of free agency. So that's promising. But um, all they I just wish they would do it in the offseason. I wish they would do all that work in the offseason. Well, that's what you, my thing. What do you feel they're, they're missing in the offseason? Free agency is what you're – Yeah. Yeah, of course the draft always happens. I think you can look at it both ways because I see what you're saying and you're not wrong. Um, but I've always been of the, the concept of free agents – The free agency pool as a whole, for me, also includes free agents that wore a Cowboys 
helmet yeah. the year preceding. The oh, season. I agree with you. So like retain the, your guys, right, the so guys like, that you know and that have been in the building. You know their correct. work ethic. You know what they're so about. So like if they're able to keep Tony Pollard, for example, this offseason, that for me is a huge free agency acquisition. Yeah. Now, most wouldn't view it that way because they'd say, oh, well, you know, we were talking about getting someone out from outside the building. Well, you're not wrong in thinking that way, but I think it needs to add to, you know, who are – if you keep Donovan Wilson, that's a huge free agency get, right? Cowboys have a laundry list of free agents in-house that they need to try to keep here. Leighton Vanderish, right? These are players that other teams are going to be actively going for. You're going to be bidding against other teams for these types of talent, the names that I just mentioned and, mm-hmm. and several more. So if you can retain them, that means you won those battles. That means you did acquire big free agency names, even if by retaining them is what I'm saying. Who's the number one name right now? Who's the number one free agent Dallas Cowboys player right now? It'd have to be Tony Pollard. Right? Right. It's probably Tony this is a list put out by – oh, thanks, Beamer. Uh, this is a, a list put out by Greg Rosenthal just a couple weeks ago. This is prior to the playoffs, and Tony Pollard was ranked number 20 on that list of NFL free agents in, entering into 2022. He's probably higher on that list now. The injury might be something that keeps him out of the top 10, but there's three Philadelphia Eagles in the top eight of that list because guess what? They go out and they work free agency. They go and re-sign some of these guys. I want to go get some of that talent. Mm. I want to go get some talent out there that you can supplement with the draft. And then from the draft, whatever you don't supplement, then you can pick it up in the middle of the the, the season, be- like T.Y. Hilton's and the yeah. Jonathan Hankins. Do you believe that the Eagles' aggressiveness in this offseason contributed to their position that they're in right now? Absolutely. I think it looked. they looked at their quarterback and they said, wow, Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. Did they say he's an elite quarterback? Go do it all on your own? No, they didn't say that. I think that's what you have to do with Dak Prescott right now. Yeah, I think coming into this year with Jalen Hurts, I think they said we're going to put so much talent around you that, that you can't you, mess that it if up. If you mess it up, like you know that it, you're the problem. Yeah, you're the right. issue. Right. Yeah, which is what happened. He hasn't messed it up yet. You know what I would love to see as we sit here and talk about free agents, um, just kind of from the aspect of an in-house guy. Yes, you, you want to see what Jalen Tolbert has, and I honestly would still uh, double back at wide receiver in the in the draft, and that's a conversation to come. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, it, it would be exciting to consider what an entire offseason and training camp, you know, would do for T.Y. Hilton's chemistry mm-hmm. with Dak Prescott. There's something there, and I feel like it just didn't get explored enough, um, especially we talk about one target, one catch, 15 yards, and, you know, the biggest game of the season in San Francisco. But I feel like there is something there. So I think T.Y. Hilton will be a wonderful uh, bridge player in that position, even if you double back in the draft. And and hoping that Jalen Tober takes that next step, I think T.Y. Hilton is, is could be the cool hand Luke opposite CeeDee Lamb in that equation. And, I, and I'm also looking forward to uh, hopefully Michael Gallup getting back to being MG13, the pre-injury version of MG13. Do you think he could be better next year? Who? Michael Gallup. Yes. Do you think he can take a, a – a bigger leap back into what he was prior to the injury, I just do. with an offseason full of healthy. I yes, do. I do. Okay. He'd be that far, that much more removed time wise from the injury itself. When you're working on, I'm not just going to sound bad. He's working on the areas of his game that he needs to improve upon, mm-hmm. like in particular, right? You know what I'm saying? Like find focus on improving on those areas versus working on trying to get healthy. Right. It's two separate entities. Right. And I think that he was working on trying to become healthy 
yeah. this offseason, mm-hmm. right? So that he can be available versus he he wasn't working on the areas that that now are highlighted that he needs to address, right. which is getting out of his breaks, right? The muscular endurance, right? All those type of things. Those are things he needs to prove upon now that he is healthy. He can focus on those because now he's not worried about his injury. Yeah. I also, I mean, going back to the, the Dak conversation, I was looking it up a minute ago, but you look at Jalen Hurts in, in that situation specifically and Philadelphia being in the NFC title game. He's also on a rookie contract, so they have some money elsewhere to go and spend. True. Because if they were, if I think he's got like a one point seven million dollar uh, cap it hit helps. this year, next year it's it going to be four point seven, which yeah. is still nothing. Versus what? What is Dex? Forty nine. Well, forty nine. Yeah, but you talk about what Jalen Hurts' res- market value is right now. Way to resolve that. Hurts' market value of what he would be if you resigned him right now, forty four. Yeah. I mean, so he's right there. It changes your roster. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Totally agree. And so there's but, but, a little bit of space. But with the space that they did have, they, still they were aggressive. Anything, yeah. But I'm saying, yeah. with, I'm talking about, yeah. Oh, I'm talking about, yeah. Philly. Country. Yeah. And, I, and again, we, we could, we're going to talk about this stuff all, all season. I don't think this roster was the problem. I don't think the roster was a problem. I don't think the roster was a problem last year. I don't think the roster was a problem this year. It was the execution. It was Wouldn't, the execution. Doesn't the execution fall back on the roster? I think that Dak Prescott is capable in his current state, I think he's very capable mm-hmm. of putting his team in a winning position. I think I don't think that he did. Okay. Now there's other people who played a role in that, but in terms of somebody who was in has a huge who has a, a an ability to drastically change the dynamic and the outcome of the game, mm-hmm. who gets the ball in his hand every play, he did not do what he wanted to do or what he was even capable of doing. And that was a problem for him the whole second half of the year. I mean, the whole year, really, but especially the second half of the year, right? Mm-hmm. You talk about the 17 interceptions over 14 games. Like, that's not playing winning football. He's capable of reading coverages. He's capable of making the right decision. Those are the mm-hmm. things that got him in problem in a, in a situation. It wasn't the, the lack of velocity. It, uh, it wasn't always the ball location. But those are things that he can improve upon still, too, right? So it's not a lack of – it's not as like he can't attain – these characteristics he can't attain this this level of excellence he just isn't there right now yeah for me it's just in the aspect of interceptions it's and i I mentioned this before um just in a slump when it comes to that he when you're in a slump be it as a quarterback as a pitcher um you saw brett maher get into that slump out of nowhere it's hard to break out of that slump for whatever reason it could be execution which is definitely a thing decision making which goes to execution and then you have bad luck because you have the receivers tipping the balls up and creating interception it's just you can't seem to get out of that uh, vortex and you've seen that kind of frustration Dak Prescott's face after some of those interceptions later in the season where he's just sitting there on the grass like what the hell is going on here and it was it reminds me of what Ezekiel Elliott was dealing with a couple seasons or so ago the fumbles with the fumbles yeah. he was dealing with a rash of fumbles something that he for the most part hadn't been known for and all of a sudden he was putting the ball on the ground time and time and time again and at some point in that season about the midpoint he really started to dial in on it, him and, and running backs coach Skip Pete, uh, and they got it fixed. Yeah. When's the last time you remember Ezekiel Elliott fumbling the ball? They didn't, they didn't so, fumble this year at all. Right. Neither, yeah, neither he I nor think he Tony Pollard. One in like the past two seasons. So when you look at it from that aspect, I'm confident mm-hmm. that you can address it. While while the slump did occur and that sucked and he just couldn't get out of that vortex, well now you have an entire offseason to work out coming out of that vortex mentally. And much like Ezekiel Elliott was able to finally escape 
the Bermuda Triangle of those fumbles, I'm confident Dak Prescott will be able to do so because he's. This is not Dak Prescott. For those that are saying, "Oh, well, this is," uh, I, th- I think I saw a tweet. Um, on the plane ride back from from Santa Clara, someone was like, "Well, no, that's just Dak Prescott reverting back to Dak Prescott." What are you talking about? He had go look at his rookie season. Yeah. Just historically, historically, yeah. he has not turned the ball over. Right. That's been his calling card. Right. So that's proof that this is just completely out of the yeah. norm. This is an aberration for Dak Prescott, and I'm I look forward to him repairing it because I'm confident that he can. Yeah, yeah, but this is not a personnel issue. You can always improve your personnel, but this this season. It's failure. Sure. Because any team that doesn't win a Super Bowl is failure. I don't care what you say. Right. Agreed. It was not personnel. So everybody's pointing a finger towards the front office. I think the front office has done an, done an immaculate job. Now, have they done it the way that I would like them, them to do it? No. They've done, they, they've <laughs> right. done it the discount double check way, but they still find a way to put together one hell of a roster. No, you're right. They've done a great job of going out and finding bargains and finding guys that are going to that make an impact and they're going to do it on a cheap, which is a huge key of winning games in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So credit to them in doing so. The scouting I, scouting I was about to say, the scouting, scouting is incredible. You look at the draft and what they've done. They drafted another starter this year in Tyler Smith. He's going to be a starter for a long time. He had C.D. Lamb two years ago, Micah Parsons two years ago, or three years ago for C.D. I don't want to start but here's the thing. I, I agree with you halfway. Okay. I, I'll meet you halfway. Meet me at the top of the mountain. I I'm halfway no, up there. Get you halfway. I'm going to get well, you halfway. halfway right? You because go up the mountain, you come down. I, I think the roster was good enough to make it work. I do. If you had somebody who was the reason, mm. the guy, mm. and you expected that to be Dak Prescott. Yes. And that didn't happen. He wasn't Agreed. the guy. Is it, but I it, still think Dak is a great quarterback. Okay. I really do. I think he's a really, really good quarterback. But yeah. is he good enough to be the reason? That you win a Super Bowl? No. He needs help around him to do that. I, I agree with you. I, I totally agree Which means the roster wasn't good enough. However, mm, okay, I see what you're saying there. I, I can see your point. Yeah. I, I believe, and I've said it a gazillion times on this show, he needs a running game. Exactly. He needs help he in needs that a running game. Okay. Well, Tony Pollard was a piece of that help, and he, he went down. He was. And, but So then you got to start peeling back the layers, okay? Tony Pollard got hurt. Zeke was ineffective, okay? Mm-hmm. Zeke's not what he used to be. Everybody understands that. He understands that. But what do you have to go back to? What creates those holes? Offensive line? line. Offensive line. There you go. That's so fine, too. I said it yesterday I think on the fan. I was like, they have to get back to emphasizing bully ball up front. And if they're able to do that, then once they secure that solid front line, then you can do whatever the heck you want to passing-wise with Dak. Yeah. But – Still, that doesn't change his decision making. I, I, I don't always agree nor listen to national personalities. Okay. I, I like to form my own opinions. For sure. I saw this yesterday after I had already said this on a couple of calls throughout the morning. Our friend David Hellman, mm-hmm. of course, formerly at DallasCowboys.com, now at Fox, he said, and this is a tweet that I agree with completely. He said Sunday emphasized something. I think we already knew Dak Prescott isn't good enough to be, and he capitalized these two words, the reason his team wins. The brutal truth, though, is that I'm not sure there are more than two to four of those guys in the NFL right now, which I agree. Two of those four are in the playoffs still, and they're both on the AFC side. That's Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. He said Dak Prescott needs more help, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with admitting that. No. Nothing no. wrong. He's a really, really good quarterback. It's just the same. He's just not he's not there. It's just like when I first came out and said that he's a play action quarterback, people were like, oh my God, the disrespect. It's okay. 
that's okay. But he's valuable to your organization. No so you, doubt. So you pay him because he's valuable to your organization. Mm-hmm. But understanding the parameters and what he can and can't do, you need to make sure that you supplement it with the proper tools and resources around him. Got to have the right talent around him. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, I want to I want to talk to Cowboys Nation a little Woo, bit. Let's yeah, go. Let's Get go. on the phone, buddy. Get yeah. on the phone, 888-855-2297. Give us a call right now. We're taking your calls starting in the next segment, 888-855-2297. We'll be back with more Talking Cowboys right after this. When you build, you start with the foundation, and home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA, equal housing lender, credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. For the ultimate Cowboys fan, join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Join now and get your fan pack, exclusive benefits, and a whole lot more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details and to join today. Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker, I'm Kyle Yeomans. It's time now to talk to Cowboys Nation. Mm-hmm. One final time on a Talking Tuesday here for the 2022 campaign. Let's start things off across the pond. Let's go out to Italy, where our friend Marco now joins us here on Talking Cowboys. Marco, you're on Talking Cowboys. How's it going? Hey, guys. Good morning. Thank you for having me again. Thank of course. You. What's on your mind? Marco. 
I wanted to share my view, my view with you and, and hear, you know, what you think about it. Um, in my opinion, there are reasons for hope. Uh, last year's problems, penalties, red zone offense, run defense, they've been largely addressed. Mm-hmm. And personally, I can draw a similarity with the Green Bay Packers of the early 90s when they lost three times against the Cowboys in the playoffs and they eventually came back to win the Super Bowl. If you look at our last three years, Cowboys team has constantly improved, 6-10, and 12-5, lost in the wildcard game. So then five was in the divisional round. So then the question becomes, is Doug the right guy to carry this team to the victory? Well, he's not Brett Favre, who led those Bakers, not Tom Brady or even Joe Barrow. He must decide who he is, guys. Is he Kirk Cousins or Matthew Stafford? Mm. Because if the team is excellent, Matthew Stafford can win a Super Bowl, and Doug can certainly play at Stafford's level. So give him an excellent team. Lend a game-changing player in free agency who can also set the tone for the entire team. Consistency is the key, Right. The Rams did it with OBJ and Von Miller. The Niners did it with McCaffrey. The Cowboys did it back in the 90s with Charles Hale and Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. So that would be my recipe for, for, for next year, for the offseason. Um, I hang up. I listen to you know, your, your view on what I said. Just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for your excellent coverage during the year. You. I love you guys. You make me feel there with you. It's wonderful to, 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 you know, to listen to you and to participate from time to time. Good bless. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. Marco. Really appreciate that, Marco. There's an extra seat, seat open if you if you really want to come over come over to the U.S. side. Uh, he brings up excellent points. I don't know if I leave that food. Huh? Would you leave that food? If no, you leave it? no yeah. way. I'll be over in Italy, by the way, yeah, in September. Go. I think. Uh, I think this one. We got to link up with Marco. Yeah, I'm gonna have to link up with Marco. I'm gonna yeah. Get out there. I don't know what part Show we're going around, to. Show around, Marco. You see the flex? Did you hear the flex? Dude, yeah. I've literally yeah. never been over there. So stop. Yeah. Chill. Yeah. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> it's like a one-time thing. Marco's gonna right. show you around. But. He brought up some some great points yes, because positivity is hard to come by right now because I'm angry, everybody's angry, everybody's disappointed. I'm furious. So. I'm furious. Rightfully I'm so. Furious. I grew up a Cowboys fan. I want to see a championship game. Mm-hmm. I almost cussed there, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. The thing with the thing with what he said though is totally realistic. Mm-hmm. Where it happens before, teams just can't get over that one hump, and mm-hmm. for some reason that's the San Francisco 49ers. But you can't let this be your peak. You can't let it be six and ten, twelve and five to the wild card, twelve and five to the divisional round, and then tank, tank off after that. Mm. You got to keep building, which is the goal of the guys on the other side of the building. What do you think about what he had to say, though? Uh, I love it. Um, it silver lining, because you know most dark clouds do have them, and it's it's not, um, you know, disingenuous to kind of point at it and say, hey, well, while this. You know, all of this darkness exists, and we can talk about this, and we'll continue to. There are silver liners. We just talked about it, the, the way the Cowboys are drafting. They're doing phenomenal work there. But, yeah, long story short, they have taken another step forward. Uh, this is a team, again, most had written off mm-hmm. before the ball was kicked off in week two. Or in week one. Think about all the people that were and, – and Cowboys fans that were saying, let's just go ahead and – yeah. Watch this season away because you don't have Randy Gregory, Lyle Collins, or Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Um, so at, at several points in the offseason and then again in the season, uh, after the Green Bay loss, uh, this team isn't – they're one and done. After the loss uh, in Jacksonville, this team is one and done. After the loss in Washington week 18, uh, they're rolling into the playoffs like this. This team is one and done. And it's against uh, TB12, who's never lost to them. And it's in the postseason. And it's in TB12's house. And, and, and. And they go out there and they walk TB12 uh, like a puppy. And 
Now, did they get the job done ultimately? Like no, they yeah, no, they did not get the job done ultimately because the goal ultimately is to win the Super Bowl. But they did, to Marco's point, they made another step forward. And if they continue with that that pattern, then what's the next step forward for 2023? The NFC Conference Championship game. So they're they're on the right track. They're, they're not moving at the speed at which even they would like to be moving at because yep. they'd like to be playing this weekend uh, in the conference championship. And then two weeks from and now. And then two weeks from now. Um, but they are moving forward. And to say that they aren't or to imply that they aren't would be completely inaccurate. What do you think? I liked it. I mean, it's pretty much what we just finished stating in terms of surrounding you know, a quarterback. Go get a big-name free agent. Or not even big-name, but impact free agent. Yeah. Yeah, just load up. When's the last time they went and added a – a impact free agent. Coop. That wasn't a free agent. That was a trade. Well, well, that was midseason. That's probably the closest thing, though. <laughs> as far that's, back as I can go, it's probably the closest thing. I think that's probably who, who right. Do you have in mind, just out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, I'm let's honestly, this, I was asking. Well, let's say this on what which position, side, which side of the ball? Yeah, offense. Either offense, one. offense. You're going to say receiver, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Who, I, who, honestly, who, who honestly, are you thinking. Honestly, don't say three letters. Honestly, for don't me, don't say three letters. You want to know for me? Mm-hmm. Who's the three letters? Like oh yeah, people gonna well, think I'm was, crazy. No, that was a draft though. People gonna think I'm crazy. No, I'm talking about the O, the B. A center. Oh <laughs> yeah, I was like, don't say that. For me, I'm gonna say center. Really, center and a guard. I think if he had his play, he I'm, leveled up. I, I like him. Mm-hmm. I'm on record saying I like him. I don't think he's enough. I've been on record of saying I don't think he's enough for three years now. So I mean, so I don't. I have no. Remember how much I wanted Tyler hey, Lindebaum last love, year? Yeah, I love his effort. And I think he's too small. I like his effort. Hey, he's still right? good. I like his effort. I like mm-hmm. his tenacity. I like all those things. I just think he's too light. When you you start, definitely you, have some O line questions because Connor McGovern is a free agent. Mm-hmm. Um, I, are you moving? Well, you you are moving Tyron Smith back to left tackle. That's going to happen. Better if, if, um, if, I, if I'm still playing be back at right tackle. If I'm left Will guard, McClay, Tyler if I'm Smith? playing, you know, Jerry Jones. I'm going out there and I'm securing a big name center and a big name guard, and I'm locking it in. Hmm. But don't you have your guard? No, left guard. Tyler. Tyler. Let's no. talk. You no, know what? I like. Saved. I like this idea. Did we just become okay. Friends? I like this. <laughs> this is turning into a whole show that we're going to use next week. I want to talk about the offensive line, state of the offensive line. Because of Tyron. I want to. Yeah, I want to talk about it because. It's going to start to become a conversation of mm-hmm. Tyron. When is the end of the rope there? When is the end of the rope at Zach Martin at some point? And Tyron shuts it down after this year. Do you think like now, like yeah. he's done? He's played his last game as I, Cowboy. I don't, I don't agree with it. I think he. I don't necessarily no. agree either, but I don't think you're I far think, off. I think he's done filling holes. Mm. Okay, well, we're going to save this to next week. <laughs> we're going to save this to next week. We got a show on Tuesday. We're going to save it for that. All right, let's go to Anthony in Rhode Island. Anthony, you're on talking Cowboys. It's great to be on Talking Cowboys with you all. Uh, Patrick, yeah. uh, yesterday you made a comment about uh, get used to it because they're not getting rid of him. Mm-hmm. And um, when you look at Dak Prescott mm-hmm. and his seven years, y- and you look at the salary that he's going to be commanding to uh, get next year, I think it's like $40 million. It's like 49. a third of the cap. Yeah, yeah. The cap, it's like well, when you look at the two teams that drafted their quarterbacks before Prescott, are they still with their team? No. No. no, and and they said, "Hey, listen, we got to move on. These guys aren't cutting it," and they did. The Cowboys are not really like they don't have to commit to him. If they, you know, commit to him, then they're saying, "Well, you're our man." But sometimes, when you look at yes, that game and those two crucial interceptions, it's mm-hmm. like he can't go there. He can't throw that ball and put that defense back on the field. 
when they did everything that they could for the Cowboys to win that game. He put his team behind the eight ball. That rookie quarterback outplayed him. Yes, he, he was only asked to do what he could do, and he did it. And Zach, Zach Prescott could have been a little better with the ball, and he was like his old self, just throwing it nilly-willy. I can beat that guy, and he couldn't. So, Anthony, really quickly, I, I want to ask, are you saying that you want to move on from Dak? You, you would like the Say franchise to move on? Say it with your chest. Well, I'm saying that uh, in seven years, mm, you're not he saying hasn't it with gotten us to where we could be. So, therefore, I'm saying, you know what? Cut your tides, Ooh. move on, and I'm saying it's time to start over again. Did it with his chest. He did say it with his chest. Thank, thank you for the call, Anthony. You. Appreciate yep. you. Anthony in Rhode Island. I don't agree at all. I really don't. And plus, it would be really hard to move on You're from Dak Prescott. Opinion, Kyle. I am entitled to my opinion. Yes, well, I do not agree. It's freaking America. But at the same time, I understand the frustration. Because this is going to be year number eight. Mm-hmm. And this is where you've gotten. Yeah. Brock Purdy is tied for all-time career playoff wins with Dak Prescott. They have the same amount of playoff wins. Brock Purdy, his first playoff game was a week ago. I mean, at but some point, in, the frustration okay, so builds. Here, here's why I'm with it. And, Anthony, first of all, thank you for calling in and, and you know, great points. You I don't know like, his eyebrows raise up. Yeah, <laughs> because he said back to his old ways. Old ways. And we just said we just talked about if that. he was back to his old ways, he wouldn't have been throwing the interceptions. So that's kind of an oxymoron. Um, I, I will say this, the two – Interceptions, as I said yesterday, indefensible. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to try to defend it. They shouldn't have happened, period. They can't happen, and especially on a stage that big. They can't. They just can't. Um, but it's also true that the Cowboys are not going to move on from Dak Prescott. And when you look at the total body of work, he's shown enough for you to believe that if you put the right talent around him, this team can win the Super Bowl with Dak Prescott at quarterback. Um, and, and that's really just the bottom line of it. And – when you say he's going into year eight, you're right. Completely factual. He is going into year eight. You like to see more than, you know, a couple of playoff wins, et cetera, et cetera. But you know the difference between Brock Purdy, even in these seven or eight or nine games versus Dak Prescott's seven seasons? Um, is McCarthy wasn't here the entire time that Dak Prescott has been in the Cowboys uniform. Dak Prescott has changed, had head coaches changed on him. Offensive coordinators, you go from Garrett calling plays to Scott Linehan being handed those keys to Kellen Moore, and then Kellen Moore was very green in the game because Kellen Moore went from backup quarterback to almost instant promotion to being quarterback's coach, and then from quarterback's coach the very next year he was offensive coordinator. That's a lot of change that has occurred in the seven years Dak Prescott has been here. He's only really had stability the past three. Yeah. So if you talk about continuity, Purdy, yes, Purdy just got into the league, but Purdy didn't have to go through the same amount of change. No, he's in a plug, plug and play. Correct. It's plug yeah. and play. So that's why those two things don't. So is that on coaching? Apples to apples. Uh, it's just how attrition has negatively impacted Dak Prescott's first four seasons. And then you had 2020 was the COVID year pandemic. So you got a new head coach coming in while the pandemic is happening. And, you know, you quarterbacks coach change from John Kitna to Doug Nussmeyer. And all of these things have taken place. And Dak Prescott has mostly continued to win games. But if you're asking why those wins haven't translated into the postseason, well, I just told you. Mm-hmm. A large part of it is roster changes, coaching changes, assistant coaching changes, positional coaching changes, all of those things. Now, 
Nothing I said excuses away those two interceptions, and they won't well, because you can't excuse it. Kind of my point is there are other teams that go through that stuff too. Now, head coaching changes. Most of the teams that are in the NFL right now, I'm, actually, I take that back. Look at the Eagles. The Eagles have Nick Sirianni. He wasn't the head coach two years ago. He was the same thing coming in a year after what Mike McCarthy brought in. Mm. I mean, coaching changes affect things, but at the same time, you've just got to be better to avoid all of those things, all of those boxes that need to be checked. At some point, your quarterback's going to have to check all those, and Dak hasn't done that. I will say this to your point again. If you look at those two interceptions, because it's the most recent sample size, so let's play off of that. Mm-hmm. You, as the quarterback, are being paid to help mask a lot of issues that need to be masked. Yeah. Be it in the coaching staff or the you know the turnover in the coaching. It's quite staff literally in the job description. It's right there. So when you throw when you do things like throw those two interceptions on a stage of that magnitude, not only are you not masking the other um, weaknesses on the team, but now you become a part of why the team isn't being successful. Mm. So that's why it makes it that much diff- more difficult to swallow the pill. And it goes back to what I said a few weeks ago. When you know someone is is better than what they're putting in front of you, yes, it's going to be frustrating. So, Cowboys fans, you should be frustrated. You've seen Dak Prescott throw for almost 5,000 yards while not turning the ball over. You've seen it. So then when you see a season like 2022 when he's pressing and he's doing a little bit more hero ball than necessary and it puts the team in bad positions, but then the very next week you see him walk the GOAT, yeah, right? Or you see him going to Minnesota. And and contextually at the time – Minnesota was the number two seeded team, and oh, you're not going to go into Minnesota at 40 to three. So when you know that Dak Prescott is capable of leading an offense that can do that to teams, and then you see him go out and have such a bad game like he did against the 49ers, it should be frustrating. And that frustration should tell you something. It tells you that your expectations of that particular individual, that particular side of the ball, are higher than even you might be willing to admit to yourself. Because if they were low, you wouldn't be this frustrated. You wouldn't be this angry. You simply say to yourself, oh, well, we we knew it. We knew it. Yeah. You know what I know? What do you know? I know that today, Kellen Moore is interviewing for the Carolina Panthers head coaching job, and Dan Quinn is interviewing for the Arizona Cardinals head coaching job. Second interview with So what happened to that continuity? Is it it gone? 48-hour rule, right? Yeah. Get out of there. So, Who's second interview? It's Dan Quinn's second interview. With With Arizona? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) (laughs) all right let's take our second break when we come back we're going to hear from alan in clearwater florida let's step aside for a quick moment we'll be back with more talking cowboys right after this todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable and now todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour but the good news is todd has at&t 5g that is fast reliable and secure and he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew at&t 5g fast reliable secure it's not complicated 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. 
That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. This week! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys. Of course, we're just steps away from the Star District at the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters in the Star in Frisco. Visit the Star District, your destination for excellent dining, premier shopping, and exciting events. Visit thestardistrict.com for more info. All right, we've got Isaiah, we've got Patrick, Chris. We've also got Alan in Clearwater, Florida, wrapping up our Talking Tuesday today. Alan, you're on Talking Cowboys. What's going on? Good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, So chiming in on this discussion about Dak, I want to share my perspective and get your input, Um, especially yours, Isaiah, because you're a former quarterback, and so your opinion uh, about what happens in the coaching room and uh, for the quarterback is critical. But on the following up on Patrick's point, my position has been for quite some time that a quarterback like Dak is certainly talented enough to take the team to the Super Bowl. He's proven it. Okay, the problem seems to me that he's not being coached. And this point was finally made on Cowboys break yesterday mm-hmm. by the announcers there. And from the outside perspective of a fan, if the man has the talent and he can perform like he did in Tampa the week before, it is his judgment, it is his decision-making, and he's not the most accurate of quarterbacks, as Isaiah has commented many times. But he's good enough to win. Mm-hmm. So my position has been, it appears that he's not being coached. Maybe the coaches like Kellen Moore are too young. He's doing schemes. But what it looks like is, is and the question is, is this fixable by coaching? If you have a quarterback who's not Mahomes, who's not Josh Allen, and has not earned the right to make decisions in the game, it seems to me that the coaches are the ones that should be putting him in a position to use his talent, and they need to be coached. Can decision-making be coached? And when you have a quarterback who's not the most accurate, 
can't you design schemes where he can be successful? Because there have been many before him. That's what I'd like to know your opinion on. What do you think? Appreciate the call, Alan, in Florida. And this is ha- this has been a conversation. <laughs> it has been. I think you're you're exactly right. And I think there has to be a topic of conversation. I'm about to throw this to Isaiah. <laughs> I just wrote a name on a piece of paper. You already know what I'm going to say. I-, I want you to tell me who was the most influential person for Dak Prescott in his early formative quarterback years. What was his... Who was the the most impressive, most influential guy? J.K. John Kitna. So, then we had this conversation offline yesterday. A little bit. Yeah. Is this a conversation that needs to be had again? You don't have to go get John specifically. No, get John but, specifically. I, listen, okay. I don't, oh wow. I don't, I don't know. He's in Burleson. I don't know what 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 Doug Nesmeyer does behind the scenes. I don't know. Right, so I can't sit here and say Coaching so. First of all, thank you for the call because I think that was a very informative, insightful call. It was. Um, and there's things that we talk about offline often. I don't know what Doug Nesmeyer does. I don't know his coaching style. I don't know how how he holds Dak accountable. I don't know those things. So I can't speak on what's going on there. I can speak to what John Kitna brings. And I can speak to what John Kitna's standard is and how he is as a man and his character and how he goes about his business. And you can look back at the development of Dak Prescott when John Kitna was the quarterback's coach. Hit another level on the Kitna. I know also from other sources and, and things within the organization that there hasn't been the same level of accountability within the locker room in terms of holding guys to a standard. I do know that. It's, it's changed. As this generation has changed, as uh, – Yeah, that's not even the fault – the Cowboys that's not, specifically, yeah, that's, that's just, just the game. It's evolution, yeah. right? Evolution, the game, the style of players, society. how players, yeah, society, how players receive coaching. Mm-hmm. It's changed. One thing that hasn't changed is doggone good coaching. Mm-hmm. And John Kitten was one <laughs> heck of a quarterback in the league for a very long time, much like Doug Nussmeyer. He had a good experience as well. But I know Kitna personally, and I can speak and I can stand on a, on a mountain and say they need John Kitna in that room coaching up Dak I'm not saying that to say that Doug needs to go away because I I don't again I don't know him on a personal level but I do know that Dak Prescott's production drastically improved Mm -hmm. when John Kitna was holding him responsible by the quarterback position I I mean it's hard to argue you saw it early part of the reason why he went from a fourth round quarterback a guy that was not expected to play as a starter for years at a time if ever to being one of the highest performing young quarterbacks in the NFL for a reason. That's one of the reasons. You know, one of there are multiple reasons. Yeah, of course. And Doug it's not saying that Doug Nussmeyer has done a bad job. I think Doug is a, a great dude. I think he's a good coach. It it's just what we've seen and what we have seen and haven't seen at the same time. It's a conversation. Uh, you know, good good stuff, Alan. Um and it's something that offline yesterday we were kind of volleying around um the office a little bit as far as, you know, what moves should be discussed and and again you know Nussmeyer's most certainly not done a, a poor job uh, so that's not what we're saying here but uh, the evidence is there and you know how I am science the evidence is the evidence the evidence is when John Kittner was brought on to be quarterbacks coach for the Cowboys mm-hmm. Dak Prescott quite literally hit the next level found another gear that very same season under John Kittner. Um, and he wasn't turning the ball over. He wasn't making those mistakes. So I realized that John is, is seemingly pleased with mm-hmm. his position at Burleson. Yeah. 
but Mr. Kittner, <laughs> uh, if if you don't mind a, a conversation, you know, I, I think it's it's worth the conversation. Yeah. What are we doing next week? Yeah, what are we doing, doing on Tuesday at eleven a.m.? Yeah. You think that's a, that's a high you, that's a high character individual, right? You got there. a call, you got a phone call in you? Yeah. That's a high character individual, Isaiah. You got a phone call I, in you? Listen, <laughs> you want to talk about somebody who, who who walks to his own beat? That's John Kittner. Yeah, that dude is. A man with can a we heart. Get, can we get him to walk to our beat next week? That's a phone call. Be, with, with, that would be a guest. Bill McClay and Jerry Jones. Mm-hmm. And, and I would love to even just pick his brain. I'm not even saying like yeah. to get hired. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about I would like to even sit him down here and pick his brain on just that. Just get his take on it. Might be something we look into. Yeah. We're, we're we're going into off-season yeah, mode, not? so. Why not? Why not? Why not? All right. Because we know he's been watching. We know you've been watching, John. Oh, yeah. He's been we watching. We know you've been King. watching, John. So, <laughs> here's here's the schedule moving forward, everybody. So, this is our last daily show. Oh, dagnabbit. Mm-hmm. Yep. We are done for the week. We will be back on Tuesdays. Every single Tuesday, it's a talking Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We're not going to always take phone calls because we only have one show a week. But we're going to do 10 a.m., Central time is when we'll stream it, when we'll be live. 10 to? 10 to 10.50-ish, I guess, because right. there's a show at 11. We, I didn't know if we went to a whole hour. No, I don't think it's technically a whole hour this year because they've scheduled it via, like, right on the top of the hour. So probably about a 50-minute show. But every Tuesday from 10 a.m. to 10.50, we will be live on Talking Cowboys throughout the offseason. Once again, everybody that's listened throughout the year, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are awesome. We Talk to Cowboys Nation. We, we absolutely we see you. Patrick, it's been a pleasure getting to have you on the show. Oh, man, it's been a fun first ride for you with you guys, man. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to many one, more. I was about to say, one down. Let's, one let's down, keep rolling. A whole lot more to go. Keep on rolling. Who knows? At some point, we may have that fourth chair. It's still wide mm. open. You listening, Rob? It may be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to finally try and WWRD. We're going to finally try and do it. Yeah. But. We've got Isaiah stand back. Isaiah, as always. Great job, buddy. Brother man for another man. Keep after it. And then uh, Chris Beam, thank you for everything. Thanks, Beamer. There's been a lot of short nights that you've been running the ship back there in the DJ back. DJ Beamer. He's a beast, people. Oh, I thought he was going to say something. I guess I he's going to give us like a bing. Well, yeah, I have but... to turn down stuff in here to say, <laughs> 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 was like, you don't know what I'm up against in here. I used to, I used to run it back there. Like, I do, uh, I do know what he's up against, and I, I usually he's quicker than I ever was. So I give him like four things. Uh, I give him the benefit the of the doubt. All right, man. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, Cowboys Nation. Talking Cowboys Nation. We'll be back, be back <laughs> next Tuesday, 10 a.m. Central Time. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey, Walker, one final time from the 2022 season. I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you next week on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!